This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. Previously on Dice Benders. Why did they attack you? Anybody that weighs a flag must have treasure, I guess. I don't know. What did you say your name was? Name's Slick. It's nice to meet you, Slick. I don't mean to sound rude, but I hope I never see you again. Alright, may I get a name and profession? Jaeger Asmund. White Lotus. Kevin Saspera. That's on my Republic City ID and the White Lotus symbol. Taro Mendoza, White Lotus. He like squints his eyes a little bit, adjusts his glasses, and sees the White Lotus sash, uh, and goes, "All right," and stamps a piece of paper and hands it to you. And he goes, "Welcome to Republic City." So, Jaeger, Kevin, and Taro, how are you guys feeling? Kevin, this isn't your first time heading into the city. You've been here before. However, it's been quite some time. Jaeger, you've seen this on the TV. Uh, and Taro, mm, whether or not you've been here has less to do with the fact that you are in a bustling town like the good old days. It's bustling. <laughs> yeah, bustling. Woo! Yes, you guys open the doors uh, outside of the boat station into the streets, and you guys see... Uh, the hilly landscape, the roads may be flat for sure, but you can tell that the buildings are kind of built airs in themselves, uh, kind of climbing up the mountainside. You guys see tons of people walking all around. This is definitely busier than Bay Long, and if you are claustrophobic, you could start to feel a little bit of that walking through here. You see a lot more vehicles than you did in Bay Long. You hear the busy streets. You hear people in conversations with uh, the people that are around them. You see, even though this is mid-afternoon, uh, this doesn't seem like it's slowing down one bit at all. Uh, but you guys look down. Uh, you guys look down into the street. You guys see there is what looks to be a limo, a 1950s limo that's a mix of the United uh, United Republic uh, nation and uh, mostly that color, Republic nation colors laced over this limo and there's a guy holding a sign that's in a very nice fancy looking suit. You can definitely see the Republic nation style in his clothing and he's just holding up a sign that has the logo of the White Lotus. Got a limo. Traveling in style, finally. Hey, uh, uh, good question, dear. Does the Republic City have a ban on flying bison? Uh, you we don't Romy, Romy history. Okay, history. Here we go. Eh. Uh, okay, you know, you you know your times here. Uh, obviously, people are very aware of Aang's family and uh, all the things that the Airbender family has done for the city. Uh, the fact that 
uh, Tenzin was here with Korra in within Korra's time and such. Uh, he himself had a bison, and then there were sky bisons that came with the rest of the family further down the line. However, y today you're not sure. You know, these days you're not a hundred percent sure. But there wasn't a ban last time you were here. Okay. The only reason I asked because I was thinking of uh, Baylong. <laughs> But yeah, you guys take your steps down onto the wide sidewalk leading to the street where you see the limo. Uh, one thing you do notice is a giant statue of Katara uh, standing in front of this uh, train boat station that now you see the name is Republic City Water Transport. You see Katara's hands. She is much older than she was in uh, The Last Airbender. You know, she's... She's a woman in this, in the statue, where she has her hands out. One hand is facing the direction of the river, the stream that you guys came up from, and her other hand is facing the stream that is going down for the transport, as though she is helping to guide the waters. You see a very serious look in her face, as though she's concentrated, but also doing what she loves. As Kevin would know, being a waterbender, you just love to do your craft. But you guys walk up to the guy... Uh, that's in the suit, and he goes, Oh, you, are you guys the White Lotus members? Yes, sir, we are. Oh, and he grabs the sign and opens his passenger's door, puts it in, and opens the door for you guys uh, for the back and just holds it open for each one of you. Uh, Vana goes in, uh, Sean goes in, the three of you, I'm assuming, go in. Hey, you all sit down. Uh, Vana is sitting close to Kevin. Shang is sitting opposite sides of Jaeger uh, to where the two of them could look at each other. Um, he shuts the door, goes on, goes into the driver's seat, and then asks, So where am I taking you? Um, looking for Vana, they're like, We're going to the, uh, the hotel first to check in, right? Uh, yeah, we could do that. Uh, does anybody have anything else? I think you were talking about... Um, you had to go to Air Temple Island, right, Kevin? Yes, to deliver the letter. Unless all y'all want to so, go with me. And Vana just looks to you guys. I mean, I'm fine with whatever, you know? I don't got anything to do. Okay, to Air Temple Island. Okay, and he presses on the gas. You guys head through the streets. Uh, the streets themselves are very windy uh as though they are trying to keep themselves from you know they're, they're it's trying to stay level while still trying to climb up and down this mountain uh as they are as the guy is driving uh shang is just kind of eyes closed just thinking to himself you can tell he's kind of out of his element sitting in a vehicle uh he's much more of a foot traffic cro um legs crossed kind of guy when he's sitting down and he definitely can't do that in the size of this, uh, in this limo. But you see Vana is just wide-eyed, just looking out of the window, seeing all these buildings go by. You guys are seeing all the, the lights. Even though this place is eternally lit by the spirit portal, they still have the street lights and stuff like that. But something that you find that's very interesting, everybody give me perception checks. Okay. 17. 18. Jaeger got a 10. Okay. Even with that 10, all three of you noticed this. 
when you guys are driving by and you have the buildings between you and the portal, everything looks hunky-dory. But when you guys turn and start weaving down the mountain a little bit on the next street over, where you have the spirit portal that is now on your one side and you're between your next building and the spirit portal, you see that all of the buildings that are facing the spirit portal seem to have blinders on each of the windows, which is different from the other side. It's as though this city has sort of adjusted to the lighting that they are forced to be around. Uh, something else that you notice, you don't see a whole lot of spirit vines growing through the city or anything like that. It seems like they've built the city far enough away to where the spirit vines don't actually interact with the city itself uh, as, as it has before. Um, some time passes, you guys eventually make your way there. Um, it seems very much more spirit wild, spirit vines everywhere, but there's still enough of a path. They've been able to construct a way to allow people to still come down here. Uh, there's a small harbor that has a boat, uh, or at least a docking station, stuff like that. Sean gets out of the vehicle uh, immediately after it stops just to stretch his legs. Uh, he, it seems like he's a very old man sitting for longer than 10 minutes. Like, this is a different type of energy that you've had from him before. He just seems like he was super uncomfortable and just had to get out of the environment that he was in being in that vehicle. But as soon as it stops, he gets out. Uh, Vana looks to you guys and goes, okay, so the, the driver is going to go talk to one of the dock tellers and get us a boat over to Air Temple Island. Um, how long do you guys think you're going to need? You still got plenty of time. I just wanted to know. We're just, I think we're just dropping off the letter. I'm just dropping off the letter to, uh, uh, to Air Temple Island. I don't think it should take that long. Oh, okay. I'm okay. gonna look to the other. An hour tops, probably. Um, DM, how long did it take for him to get to run the bay to Air Temple Island? It'll take about 20 minutes. Um, let, let's do two hours just in case. Okay. Um, and Shang speaks up and he's like, I will find a way to the hotel. I don't think that I will be on that island. Okay. And Vana just nods and she says, um, all right. And, you know, I don't want to leave any White Lotus members alone in, in a big city like this. So I guess I'm going to go with him. Um, so the three of you, uh, and she realizes that you guys don't know where your hotel is, so she hands uh, you, Kevin, she hands you a card okay. showing you the address to the hotel that you guys are going to. And you see that it's the same name that you dealt with in Beilong. It's the Stay Inn Hotel, so this must be a you know, a big business sort of thing. But she hands you the card, get, it has the address and the phone number even, and she's like... When you guys are heading up to the hotel or something, just give us a call if you can, and you know I'll meet you down. I'll, I'll meet you down at the entrance or something. Gotcha. All right, and she gets out. But all of you get out of the the limo. The limo driver is just like, oh, I'm gonna take your these guys back to the hotel, and then I'll come back and wait for you here. 
and they kind of speed off. And while you guys are out on the bay within the spirit wilds, you take a look around. You can tell that the spirit vines has definitely eaten up this in, this big portion of what used to be downtown Republic City. And this is something that you notice when you're heading in, but to be standing there and seeing how large these vines are and just how much decay of the buildings that used to be here are, because you can look over and you still see some walls that are still standing that have just, it almost looks like they're rotted, you know, they're just a, a brown, uh, broken up buildings and destroyed walls you you still you can make out that there used to be civilization here there used to be republic city in this downtown area but since the spirit vines and the spirit portal they had to move because of the destruction that was caused but that doesn't mean that there's nobody down here because as you look around you do still see there are some people kind of working on the docks, of course, and you do see that there are a few buildings that survived that seems to be low-end businesses and stuff like that. And I want the three of you to give me perception checks as you guys are getting on the boat to get to Air Temple Island. I got a nap 20. I got a dirty 20. Yeah, and I got a nice seven. I got nice. a rock. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? It's a ghost. It was Craig. My daddy Craig. Anyway, so uh, Kevin, your your mind is occupied on getting onto this boat to get to Air Temple Island. However, Jaeger and Taro, you both just kind of like give a glance around as you're walking in. Uh, you look over at one of the buildings that still seems to be standing with a building nearby that's also uh, standing, but not as well. And you're seeing like a couple of people are just kind of huddled around each other. You see one of them is like nervously looking around as they're having this discussion that you can't make out any words or anything. Uh, but you see one of them pull, like, reaches out his hand. Another one grabs what what's in it real quick and shoves something in his pockets. And then the the two of them that just did the exchange walk into an alleyway between these two buildings. And the third one, that one that's been keeping an eye around, looks around and spots you guys before turning and going into this alleyway. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna look at Jaeger and raise my eyebrows like the same. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> okay. Anyways. So y'all ready to get on this boat? I mean, I don't really want to go back on a boat, but I guess. Be line for the boat. Don't worry. I'll get your sea legs sooner or later. I don't think I will, but thanks for the offer. We're going to skip ahead to where you guys get onto Air Temple Island uh, as you guys are pulling up. Are there any potatoes on the boat? <clears throat> um, give me a luck check. Oh, okay. Oh, man, that's not lucky at all. That was... that. That's a sixer. You see potato peels? No. And you see... Uh, and oddly enough, 
you see, oddly enough, a lot of the uh, the people that help steer this boat along, they're not eating potatoes or anything like that. You see one of them's eating like a, a taco and uh, one is eating just a raw tomato, which is super odd, but no potatoes. So where did these potato peels come from? As you guys get onto Air Temple Island, it looks very different from what you're used to in pictures. Now, Kevin, this is something that you're uh, kind of used to, although you've probably maybe even never been to Air Temple Island. But you see, it is, of course, Air Temple Island. It has the temple, it has the air nomad type of designs and stuff like that. But you also see off to the side of the same building in the same island that there seems to be like a militarized base of operations where you see a giant emblem that says united republic or republic nations air defense and it has a really fancy logo of it looks like the airbender symbol inside of a shield uh now this is something that isn't like bafflingly terrible or anything like that um it's not a disgrace to the air nomads or anything because as time went on and the uh, republic city had to build themselves a military just to kind of uh, sustain themselves from any other attacks that happened such as what happened with uh within legend of Korra. they started building departments and stuff like that and of course with the harmonic convergence airbenders started to pop up around the world you guys also already know, and this is a massive history check, that the White Lotus and Korra and it seems to be air, the airbenders that had, were discovered started to rebuild the air temples. You guys would know this because Yang states that he is from the Southern Air Temple. So once those air temples were rebuilt, any acolytes that were here kind of migrated to those areas leaving this place not empty, but uh, with less fulfillment until, it seems, the air defense. But you guys get off of the boat. You guys start walking up. You guys see a few people that seem to be in... They are very clearly airbenders. You can tell by their uniforms. It's very militarized, Air Force-looking style. However, uh, they have what looks like skin flaps between their their uh, arms and their sides to allow them to glide essentially without gliders like what you remember Aang, uh, yang having stuff like that and one of them kind of comes up to you guys he has a, a nice hat it's off to the side a little bit and he just goes uh, hello how, how can i help you you guys hello uh, my name is Kevin, and I'm here to deliver a letter from Master Go. Uh, Master... Yes, Go? she is he a... Looks very confused. She's from the White Lotus uh, Society. Um, she's an airbender. She's a teacher to uh, Yang. Um, okay, so you're not here for air defense. And he just gestures no, over to... Well, he just looks at you guys, and he sees the White Lotus Ashes and stuff like that, and he's he's just like, uh, all right, you may need to speak to the general then. Uh, I'm pretty sure he could probably steer you in the right direction. Thank you. Of course. Um, in fact, uh, and he looks over to a couple of the other guys. You see them kind of 
passively walking by, uh, walking with purpose, but ain't kind of like not going anywhere at the same time. And he kind of gestures to one of them and uh, he comes over, uh, salutes the guy he's talking to, and then looks at you guys. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, what's up? And he's like, well, um, these guys are here to speak with uh, General Milo um, about something that's going on. They have some, could you just show them where the general is? And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. And he looks to you guys and he goes, hey, how's it going, everybody? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Bandon. Green, and he puts that's his uh, left hand out to shake. And that's Kevin, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I'm shaking his hand. Taro, I also shake his hand. Jaeger, but I don't shake his hand. Okay. He has his hand out for a moment and sees that you're not shaking it, and he just kind of eventually puts it down and goes, uh, all right, well, come right on with me. Kevin, who's the letter even for? Vesta goes say, deliver this letter to Air Temple Island. That's all the instruction I got. She didn't give you a person on the island to give it to? Yeah, I was thinking that was kind of weird too, but I, I told her I'll deliver the letter. That's very good. Uh, Kevin, you do recall she did kind of hint at, at it when she said, uh, bring this letter and... The people that know what to do with it will steer you guys in the direction that you need to go. Okay. She's mysterious. That is very vague. <laughs> As you guys start walking to the air temple, so you guys are kind of walking away from the air defense base, you guys start to hear blowhorns. And uh, some of the, the airbenders in their uniforms look up and they say, Oh, wait. We've got a bison. Quick, quick, tell tell General Milo. And a couple of guys rush over, um, like, rush off in the direction that you guys were heading. Uh, as this bison lands, give me perception checks. 18. I also I got, got 18. I got a 17. You guys see the familiar beard that is oddly on a bison. You guys see the familiar, or hear the familiar panting that you had grown to know oh so well on your first adventures into the sky. You guys see, as this bison lands, there is a young airbender sitting on top of it. The bison rushes over to you, Jaeger, tramples over you and starts licking you ferociously. Wait, wait. Uh, uh, yeah, good, uh, Lyro. Hi, Lyro. Uh, wait. Oh, boy. On top of the bison, the airbender hops down. Yang, it's good yeah, to see you. Yang is there. Yang! Why'd you leave yeah, us? How are you? Oh, that reminds me. I got something for you. And Kevin's hanging up, is hanging over to Yang his metal band. These are for you. Oh, thank you. I almost forgot about these. How are you doing, Kevin? 
I'm doing good in you. I'm getting there. Best of this is a very heartfelt moment, but why did you leave? You can't just come back in here and expect us to be cool with that. You're right, and uh, I owe you an explanation, and eventually I'll give you one, but right now I'm searching for answers myself. Tara's going to roll her eyes. As you're saying that, uh, there's the guy that ran off into the air temple is walking out and next to him is a 60 ish year old airbender that Yang, you may not recognize him by face or anything like that, but you instinctually just feel a connection with this guy has the same type of like has the same, um, eyes as you do or the same something about it you immediately get a sense of resemblance in this man as you guys see an airbender walking up with the general's logo the air defense on his back of the his clothing uh and chris would you like to describe the rest of your character or introduce yeah sure um so I, I think he walks out, as you said, he's obviously wearing the uh, what would be typical general attire. Um, I imagine some sort of fancy emblem, um, probably a sword at his side. Uh, maybe it's ceremonial, maybe it's not. But in my head, I kind of picture him now in his 60s. Um, I, I picture him with kind of longer hair, grayed, um, but tied back. And I also picture him with a long beard um, that's maybe a little bit scraggly. Um, and I think particularly walking out at this point, he probably has his hands clasped behind his back, all super official-like. Um, but maybe some of his hair isn't tied out or like tied back. It's kind of sticking out a little bit messy, and he kind of has this tired look on his face. Um, like maybe he was just woken up from a nap. <laughs> and uh, as he steps forward, I think he's just surveying the um, the scene and waking up. <laughs> Okay. And yeah, as as you're coming up, the person that called you that called for you to come out, um, he's just like, Oh, I'm so sorry, General. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to wake you. It's just we had these guests and then something about a bison. I thought that Janora was coming back. <sighs> it's it's okay. Don't worry about it. I can meditate later. <clears throat> and um it, like I like I said, I think he's surveying over the um the people that landed because I and he would like a description of their characters since I don't know what people look like and I want to hear it from them if that's okay uh, of course yeah let's start with let's go let's start with Jaeger and go all the way down to Yang uh, Jaeger is uh, 6 foot 180 pound of man meat uh, guard up boy he uh I, I see him as like a like he's got short hair black and it's kind of like a high fade kind of so it's kind of what you'd expect to see like in a military but the top is a lot longer he's got like an athletic build and he's uh he's kind of a I, I don't want to use the term angsty but that's like the vibe he'll give off <laughs> perfect Kevin whoops I was talking. I was talking like, oh yeah, I forgot to unmute myself. Oh well. Uh, 
Kevin is also six foot. He has the wolf. He has the wolf hairstyle. So like, so his hair is pulled back to a ponytail. The wolf, the, the, the wolf style hair, uh, hairstyle. Um, wears a traditional water, uh, water tribe. Um, with his a white leather sash on his right arm. Um, and he, this time he's not wearing his cape because this proposed city is getting a little too warm for the cape. And he is, like I said, six foot, 180 pounds, a, a swimmer built. Good. Milo definitely takes note that there's no cape. <laughs> <laughs> I love the clickety clack of the note taking. That... <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a problem. I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta do it. No, it's okay. These characters into my remembering machine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me remember. Uh, it's, no cape. Like a, it's like a. Get a. Uh, Underline it. To get a, like a little, uh, like a small towel, oh. okay, and put it right under your keyboard. Easy <laughs> fix. Trust me, I know the clickety clacking from experience. <laughs> oh, I love it. I guess. Blue eyes, dark skin, and black hair. Nice. And that's my character. Faro. I'm actually going to move my keyboard closer to the microphone so you guys can really hear it. Yes, I love that good ASMR. Okay. I'm a yeah, programmer, okay. so that's my aesthetic. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey. Um, Hi. Hi. <laughs> Taro is also six foot 180 pounds. Um, I know. You just copy I know. paste just that. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, she's more or less basically built like Korra was in Legend of Korra. Um, She's beefy. She can fight anyone. It is apparently very intimidating, according to Yang. Um, she's pretty dark. She has um, half of her head shaved off. No, wait, not her head. <laughs> Hair. Wow. It's a day. Um, <laughs> you see, the entire left side of her head is missing. <laughs> Oh, very interesting. I hear that's the only nose. And the worst part is the the only part of her nose that's left is the one that's always blocked up. That would be the case. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> Wouldn't it? No. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, it's fine. I did it to myself. Um, the rest of her hair goes down to like her bust, I guess, and it's like a wavy auburn color. But, I mean, the roots are very much not that color. Um, she wears very standard, like, New Earth Kingdom clothes. So, like, your greens, your golds, kind of rich clothes. Because, you know. Um, oh, and she has um, circular rimmed glasses. Oh, there's a picture that goes along with this? <laughs> yeah, I, I got... There are pictures for all four of the characters. Nice. Thanks, yeah. Nice. And last but certainly not least, especially for you, Milo, is Yang. So you see a six foot, one hundred and forty pounds, very scrawny individual. He is bald with no tattoos on his body at the moment. But he has a distinctive features. Especially in the scowl that he's giving you. You can almost 
see in the eyes a hint of your sister. We'll underline that. Scowling. Cool. Noted. <laughs> and something else that um, Yang, the rest of the group may begin to notice, but you don't have your quarterstaff now. So it was perfect timing to get those fans, but you you know, a staple of Yang, you don't see those on him anymore. Yeah, you see the fans now fastened to my blue um, bike shorts, blue and silver bike shorts, um, and my sleeveless arms crossed against my blue and silver vest, just scowling at you. And Milo... Um, so then I, I think, like I said, he studies the, the new faces in front of him. And uh, I think there's this moment where he's looking at everyone and he's imagining just like a line drawn from one person to another, just like across the top of their heads. <laughs> <laughs> like they're all the yeah, same really. height. How? <laughs> yeah, they're all that six foot obviously giants. Obviously was not planned, but it just ended up that way. <laughs> it was delicious. Uh, I think Great. for a brief moment we talked about how everyone had to like duck under uh, doors or something. I can't remember, but we did definitely <laughs> make a note of that. I teased you guys for a little bit. <laughs> well, uh, then 60 year old Milo is definitely like 5'10. He's definitely <laughs> shorter than the party. <laughs> make him God, everyone, <laughs> everyone's still over 5's like 6. <laughs> But, um, and Milo, when you finally take a look over at, um, actually give me a perception check, uh, Milo. Okay, I can roll dice and pretend to read numbers. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a 12. Alright, with your wisdom? With your proficiencies and all that? Um, it should be. Let's see. Okay. Yes. Okay. I rolled low. <laughs> uh, you, oh, yeah, it's fine. It, you, you'll still see this stuff. Uh, you see, first of all, on Jaeger, uh, on his right hand, you see a familiar marking that you, uh, that you recognize being within the Republic uh, nation for so long. You see the, the symbol of the Surtur clan uh, embedded into his hand as though it was burned in. Uh, for Kevin, you do see traces of uh, wealth and you actually see like the way his facial features are are a lot like uh, the councilman Mike uh, that you're familiar with you see with Taro she has a gun <laughs> okay we'll just <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> she has a gun that's getting and underlined yang underlined bold please italicize <laughs> and <laughs> And with Yang... <laughs> Yo, that's horrifying, Yanger. Don't be downrange. Yeah, let's please delete that. Let, I, I have to... Let, let me scroll up so I don't see the hand constantly. <laughs> All right. Thank you. He's going to be scarred forever. <laughs> you know, I, gets to sleep. I had to scroll up. I couldn't look at it. Okay. okay for the listeners, uh, who, who put it up? Was it Kevin? No, it was Jaeger. 
He put up that, that <laughs> meme of Mike with the two eyes, you know, with Sully's face, and then like a green hand comes up as it's zooming in super fast, like he's reaching out to grab you. It's very creepy. Uh, it's post Halloween, but screw it. Let's put it in anyway. Hey y'all, Frog here, your DM, and uh, I just wanted to throw in a little something here. The person playing Milo, uh, aka Chris. Uh, is starting his own podcast, the Critically Accursed Podcast. Um, he was nice enough to send me one of his little uh, preview things, and I'm going to throw that in here for anyone who may be interested. Um, Chris is an amazing guy, fantastic player in the podcasts that he's in already, and makes for a wonderful GM. So without further ado, let's go right into it. Here is a preview, a little cut of his podcast. Today, we open to a new story. The year is 2172, and the world as we know it has changed. Since the resolution of World War III nearly 100 years prior, technology has made significant advancements, cultures have mingled, and the superhuman element has become more prevalent than ever. In this wondrous world of heroes and villains, Horizon City stands as a bastion of New Age principles. And it's in this city we find five teens, all capable of wielding amazing powers, all struggling to find their place in the world. The Doom. People say you change when you hit puberty, but I changed more than most. I gained awesome powers, the ability to pull in the life of things around to boost my physical abilities to a seemingly limitless degree. But there's always a cost. The delinquent. Having powers is a bit of a blessing and a curse. Everyone keeps telling me to do good things with my powers. But where's the fun in that? The Janus. Just your average, mild-mannered high school student here. You'd think that having superpowers would make juggling things like my friends, family, school, and my part-time job a lot easier. But... Hey, there's a robbery going on at Horizon City Bank. Oops, I guess you heard that, huh? Well, sorry, I can't stay. It's time to ride. The Legacy. I'm just a normal teen who attends school, plays sports, has friends, and... Well, my parents were superheroes, and so was my grandpa. He started this whole legacy thing. Everyone in my family has their own thoughts on how a hero should be, so it's all eyes on me. But no pressure. (laughs) The Transformed. I miss small talk that isn't used to avoid real talk. I miss casual high fives in the hallways. I miss people looking at me without that awful, awkward smile on their faces. I miss those easy meaningless, everyday interactions from when I was a normal person. From when I wasn't this. Where their stories lead, there's only one way to find out. Let's turn the page. My name is Chris, and I'm here to tell you that on January 5th, 2021, a critically accursed podcast is making its debut with issue number one of Horizon, a comic book-inspired actual play podcast that utilizes the Powered by the Apocalypse system 
masks. It's a dramatic and goofy tale of heroes and hormones that we've been working on for several months. So if you're into comics, tabletop games, superheroes, teenage drama, and or my voice, then you should absolutely check us out. The easiest way to do so would be to follow us on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at C Accursed. We're going to be using Twitter to make all the announcements relating to our podcast, so definitely follow us there. And on release, you should be able to find us on pretty much all your usual and favorite podcast services. We have some amazing stories to tell. So grab a seat, join us at our table, and we look forward to seeing you in the new year. You're a superhero. And last but certainly not least for you, Milo, as you scan over to Yang, you immediately, just like he said, recognize his eyes. You haven't seen this kid since he was like seven or eight. This here is your is your um, nephew, Yang. And just for my reference of time scale, how about how old does Yang look now? Or how much time has passed, I guess. That's another way to ask. 22. Damn. Okay. <laughs> the last time you ever saw him was when Janora was sending him off to the Southern Air Temple. Okay. I uh, had to reach into my heart and get my feels on then. <laughs> uh, Chris, pretend to be human. Okay, I guess I could try. Let's do this. <laughs> so, unless there's anything else you want to add, Frog. <laughs> no, that that's everything you see. You still see Iro um, is like licking the back of Jaeger's head, and he keeps trying to swat him away like he's a fly, but he just won't <laughs> leave him alone. It almost looks like Jaeger's just accepted his fate and is just letting him lick him in the back of the head now. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Jaeger, if your hair could stand cool, okay. in the back, it would be right now. Can you send yeah, me some yeah, of those animal noises? Frog out. Yeah, of course. I, I, I'd, I'd like to use it for my ringtone. You should hear that the cat dog. No. 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 There it is. Speaking of the cat dog for us, hearts twining between Jaeger's feet. No. Oh yeah, I forgot that you <laughs> had one. And uh, no, Chris, the cat dog looks like however you want it to. I never gave it a description. It just looks like wow. whatever the person imagines it to look. Yeah, four story cereal. For everybody, amazing. <laughs> it's an ethereal being that <laughs> that hunts us in a dream. Uh, it takes on the form of your worst nightmares. Yeah. You guys see Milo like he's looking up at the foot of a skyscraper, <laughs> and you guys look down and you see like an ant-sized cat dog under Yang's feet. <laughs> but it's very weird. I always knew you but would yeah, return, that's... cat dog, <laughs> my sworn enemy. Again, <laughs> 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 
But yeah, cool. that, that is the, the band of uh, boobs. Uh, one thing that you notice that's a little different is that, uh, you know, group-wise, all of the group has White Lotus sashes somewhere on them. Jaeger has it uh, tied to his left hand. Kevin has it on his shoulder. Taro has it tied to her thigh. Yang doesn't have his. Interesting. But is there anything that you four want to say to this man as he walks up and has been inspecting you guys for 20 minutes? Are you Thanks, <laughs> yeah, you're like, give me one the more. ABC I episode. <laughs> yeah, and that was the episode, guys. Uh, thank you. Uh, give us five-star review on uh, Apple iTunes. Wait until five weeks from now when a conversation happens. <laughs> that was amazing. It's playing with you guys. I'm out. <laughs> okay, bye, Yang. Bye. Oh, okay. Is there anything anybody wants to do? I'm going to give us say to pay general. I got a letter from Master Go. So um, he definitely hears you. I think he like glances over in your way, um, but I think he's approaching the party and definitely studying you guys. Like I've said eight times before. But I think his attention is fully on Yang, someone he hasn't seen in a very long time. So, Kevin, when you start talking to him, he very slowly just like raises up his right hand with his index pink, uh, his index finger held up, like, hold on a second. <laughs> and he passes right by you um, to approach Yang. <laughs> Your General Milo? He does the same thing with his left hand to you, Taro. <laughs> and he keeps approaching Yang. And um, I, I don't think he gets too close. Um, you know, he stops a good, comfortable uh, distance away before um, lowering his arms and looking at Yang and saying, Yang, my boy, is that, is, that's really you, isn't it? I look away. Milo glances off in the same direction, like maybe Yang's looking at something and then realizes that, no, he's just <laughs> looking away. And... He, uh, I think he follows up with the conversation, uh, maybe taking a step forward, and he says, It's been so long, Yang. I don't say nothing. Then he uh, takes another step and says, um, You must be here for some reason. Where's and my mother? She's... Your what? What? Yang has a mom? <laughs> and that's where we're in the episode. <laughs> that might actually be where oh, I would end that episode. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> what a toy. So now really give us the five-star review, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I love his stuff, uh, his character in uh, in Eterna, which is the podcast that Sean Pamier does. Uh, we've mentioned that one before. Amazing guy, all around good person, great role player. Uh, and we were all having so much fun, we just didn't want to stop the episode, so we just kind of kept recording for another, I think, three hours straight. It's going to be editing hell for me, but it was fun, nonetheless. Anyway, uh, you guys aren't here to hear me ramble, uh, so I'll just end this episode by saying um, this was a Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast. Um, using class models that were created by a Skeptic Frogs production, it was us. Um, the Avatar world was created by Brike, but published by Nickelodeon, and all credits for music and sounds will be found in the show notes. Uh, we've also got artwork that has been done, so we'll be posting a link to the artist um, Joseph Kuhn. Uh, we'll be putting his Instagram and his Facebook page in the links below. I highly recommend checking those out, as well as the links to Critically Accursed Twitch channel. And if you want to follow him on Twitter, we'll put that in there as well. Anyway, enough with my ramblings. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, we are still continuing a bi-weekly rate, so from this point on, our episode's uh, length will be doubled uh, to make up for that, hopefully to give you guys just enough content to mull you guys over for the next two weeks and i do have an idea of releasing like bonus content uh stuff to help fill in gaps in the lore that may not have fully been explained in the last 50 plus years uh so whether or not that comes to be is yet to be decided but i think that would be something that would be super fun for you guys to listen to be sure to um, let us know if you want to hear that or not, if you've been very confused about what the United Provinces even is, or been confused as to, or just had questions about the White Lotus schools, like how many are out there and where are they? Stuff like that, you know, just let us know wherever you follow us, uh, Facebook, you can do it on Discord, anything like that show that there's interest and i'll i'll start doing that for you guys but yep thank you guys so much for listening and as always subscribe for more shenanigans